Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Okay. That's it. That's my intro. That's it. That, I, we're here. You were, you've su- intro successful. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched... The Pentagon Wars. Pentagon Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. But even a heat-seeking missile can miss a target. General, I see here that you taped electric hot plates to the surface of the vehicle to help your heat-seeking missile find its target and that the temperature of the vehicle was so high that it could have fried an egg at 20 feet. It's fire. There was a verifiable deviation from the standard test data accumulation. Where are my pentagoons at? (laughs) We should start a gang. Um, I think we technically have. Yeah, you're right. It's more like a cult, Tom. Let's be honest. Uh, There's some overlap. Where where am I? What's going on? Uh, Hey, big thank you to Burrito. Thank Uh, you. This is from uh uh from them they they uh they've been doing our shapes you know our oh, shapes yeah yeah and sure a pentagon is a shape that's true that's very clever i was gonna ask mm-hmm. this is a really random one to have requested it really is i didn't know this movie existed uh, i this is... did i yeah i remember this this was a made for uh hbo movie that came out in 1998 um i max, actually tom max well it was hbo max. at the time you made you for scum. max Okay, go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was, um, yeah, I remember being, for some reason, I like was weirdly excited for this movie. I thought it looked funny. I thought the story was a funny idea. I liked the actors in it. So I remember watching this when it, like when it premiered on HBO. Wow. Like I, I had this on, I taped it. I taped it off of HBO. Wow. This is uh, Kelsey Grammer and Carrie Elways uh, mm-hmm. just having a smug off. The smuggiest smugs that ever smugged. Um, it is loosely based on a true story yes um it is based on the the uh memoir of a single person i looked it up um i tend to because i'm kind of biased this way believe this movie probably more than i should um from what i can tell um uh, it's there's a good chance a lot of this movie isn't actually as true as they want it to be um it actually came down in real life to a disagreement and testing mythology um uh but it's about the um creation of um the was it bradley the bradley tank? fighting vehicle fighting vehicle it's not a tank that's the thing it was it's supposed tank, to it no. was supposed to be a troop transport to carry 11 soldiers it's a light yeah. armor vehicle but like because of 
bureaucracy and the sort of circular thinking of it. It's actually kind of similar to, uh, it reminded me a little bit of Chernobyl because yeah. it's, it's the same, except obviously the stakes are different and this is a comedy, but like, it's, it's the same bureaucracy, right? It's the same sort of story about like nobody in the chain of bureaucracy wanting to admit that they're wrong or to an, that or to a mistake because it will jeopardize their career and their chain and the, in the, in the, um, that's what it is, is. So yeah, it just, it's, it, it has become like, they're so entrenched in it. Like the premise of the movie is, is, that these guys are so dug in that it has become absurd. The yeah. things that and they so, do. That's the thing is, I don't know how <clears throat> true this story is. I'm going to take it at face value, knowing that I, it might not be. I know. I did some research. I mean, we, we dumped, I mean, they, they do fix it at the end. So they are in battle and they're doing. Yeah. Good. They, 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 like, they saw use the, in the, the montage of them designing it. There's been, it's hard because as this movie points out, people are covering shit up. So it, when the army is like saying this isn't true, I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, says I mean, the army. This came out, you know, like, like this takes place in the eighties, right? It's in the middle of the, the height of the cold war. Yeah. The height of American spending. Um, and there was, there was like a famous story around this time in, in the eighties, not in the, not when this movie came out, but when the movie takes place about right. malfeasance like that in defense contracts where it was like, like it's the thing that like um uh judd hirsch makes reference to in independence day we say oh you didn't think they spent ten five thousand yes. dollars on a hammer ten thousand dollars on an nail do you there was something like that where a report Toilet came seat. out Toilet where it was seat. like yeah it was something like a, a a seat on an aircraft they said oh that was like 25 million dollars or something like that's, it was yeah. clear they were hiding money <laughs> that's what i was getting to is like whether or not this movie is exactly true I do believe this is an expression of something that is happening in the military well, and in other industries that right. I want to get to. I remember, to. just real quick, I had another thing that I wanted to throw yeah. out. Uh, I remember us talking about it on Cracked. It was in a Cracked article, um, and it may have also made its way into the podcast, where there's like some factory uh, that was producing uh, vehicles for the army, I think tanks, tanks and they're still and they, immediately into storage. Yes, and that's still happening and that, because it's it's an entire like economy is dependent on this. Right, shit. the whole and it's the like, whole district's economy is dependent on this factory employing these people, so they keep giving money to make these tanks that we don't need. So these tanks are just immediately getting mothballed. Yeah, it's that level. Th this movie is about that. It is like, and that it's, level uh, of absurdity. And you can take it a step further, which I believe is um, it was an article by Jason um, that was. I, I don't know if he worded it this way, pushing socialism a bit because it was Jason making the argument like, hey, I got an idea. What if we just paid people to live? Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of what that is. Like we're paying people to make tanks and then storing the tanks because in our culture it's unthinkable to just give those people money. Right. And that's like that. That's like one of the main this is not quite this is more about the bureaucracy and the chain of command people covering their asses and that idea of like the machine must keep going um but it's all part of the same system right and the solution is really like imagine if we could just you know like automation uh robots these are all fine ideas um if we could just give people money to live and consume there's nothing wrong with doing that um, but we have decided that there's something shameful in that. So we have to like make up reasons for people to work. And this is all people trying to like maintain their jobs in the military. Mm -hmm. um, and this movie does a great job at showing like Kelsey Grammer lies to his boss, who also lies to his boss, who also lies to his boss, where it's like this chain of nobody wants to admit 
that what they're doing isn't like um productive it's, it's absurd like it's yeah, yeah it's 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 it terribly inefficient it's just a yeah. an endless money pit uh, there's yeah. just there's so much money involved like all these people are friends with contractors that they then go and work for after they retire and you know it's it's they, there's a when carrie always first meets kelsey Grammer, he walks into his office and kelsey Grammer's on the phone talking about where in who, which senator state they're going to build uh, one wave of vehicles because right. that's a thing they go to states where people are favorable for them so they can put the money into that district it's all about the money yeah uh, and nobody wants business. to interrupt it yeah so and oh, I wanna, man I, yeah by the way this movie i really like this movie Me i don't too. think yeah, i, I liked it that. a lot yeah i um, I, I think i made that clear i was obsessed with oh, this yeah. movie weirdly we in high school movie. but like yeah i really enjoy this movie i think it's very funny this movie funny enough by the way i don't know if you noticed this tom uh it's sergeant bilko this movie is sergeant bilko yeah yeah uh, so just throwing that out there, it came out several years after Sergeant Bilko, but people were wondering like, wait, what is the actual plot? It's Sergeant Bilko without like the over the top gambling stuff. It's the idea of these groups, they're faking a tank test, um, to get over it, and over to again. force it into, they're forcing a, um, vehicle into production because it, they, they need, they want the money, they need to stay on schedule, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's never been tested and it's actively dangerous, and they they do absurd. The Kelsey Grammer is doing absurd things to sabotage the tests. Like yep. they're supposed to test. One test is supposed to see. Um, you know, he's like filling the. They're filling the gas tank with water and the ammunition inside with sand to prevent it from exploding. They're shooting it with like dummy RPG rounds that don't explode. Like the first thing that happens, Carrie always watches them shoot it. And it, it dents it, and then he goes and gets the munitions door and shoots it with the same uh, missile, and it also just dents it. Yeah. So he realizes, like, oh, the tank is no better than the door. The tank is, of is, the... A, appears to be equally as strong as this door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's a and lot it's not of a tank. It's like not that. a tank. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. It's not a tank. This movie, I would argue, is better than Sergeant Pilko. Oh, yeah. Um, and the reason why is because I want to talk about the humor because I think the humor is very well done because it's not... It's subtle. I was going to say, this it's, movie it's, is very... Yeah, it's, I wanted to say it's not silly, but it is silly. It's not... No one in it is But it's grounded, unrealistic. Yeah, it's, it's grounded. grounded. Even, as, yeah. even though it's about absurdity, it is grounded in a way yeah. that Bilko is not. Bilko is just a screwball comedy, pretty much. Yeah. And Kelsey Grammer, who is the Bilko of this... Um, this is one of his best performances, in my he's, opinion. He's really good in it. <laughs> he's extremely good, because what they're doing with him is so fucking funny, because the idea of him, there's, there's these moments where they put him under a microscope, and he has to be asked these direct questions, and he finds ways he to squirm through them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny to watch. Yeah. This movie is also like a little wish fulfillment. Not too much because they admit that no one actually really gets nobody in got, trouble. Nobody got punished except for Carrie Elways. He was forced to retire yes, early. But it's cathartic in yeah. it, that it's like it's like really showing these this moment just getting ripped open. So Carrie Elways with pilot face plays a pilot because he has pilot face. He does. Um, and uh, there's also good reasons for him to play a pilot because he's a man in in who is dependent on the thing that the vehicle he's in. Um, yes. And he's brought in separately, uh, not under Kelsey Grammer's command, to make sure this tank is working out because they've worked on it for a lar- long time and 
you oh, know man. they need all to this, roll it out all the st- the flashback stuff with richard schiff is hilarious it's so good where they keep that, i, I want to spend a lot of time yeah. on that <laughs> so good I, I, yeah, he uh, his assistant Viola Davis. I know. Yeah, I didn't remember. Obviously, I didn't. I didn't remember she was yeah. in this movie. And so basically, at first, he's like taken aback by Ke- again Sergeant Bilko because Sergeant Bilko begins with the like the straight arrow joining the group, right? Like it's Bilko. It's Bilko, Tom. Yeah, um, it is Bilko. Yeah, and so basically, Kelsey Grammer is like. You know, he's very casual. He salutes him, and Kelsey Grammer does like a hand wave salute back. They're they're showing that Kelsey Grammer has just been in this for a long time. He likes his position. He's day drinking. He's chilling out. He's making deals. And he says to him, he's like, "You'll go far. You might be able to be a defense, right, you know, defense f- contractor here that or defense." F- yeah. That, yeah, that first meeting scene is so good. Like it tells it's so us, good. it tells us so much about him. Like you said, he barely does the salute anymore. He's immediately like, "Oh, they. I'm sorry, you got." stuck with this shit detail but don't worry we're a team here i'm 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 i want you to consider me a friend i'm on your side we'll get through this for you like and he gets him a drink and he starts talking he's pointing at a picture he's like hey here's the last guy that had your your position he caught a huge marlin when i took him out fishing and now he's working at a defense contractor i set him up with and here's this other guy who's like a gazillionaire that he used to have your position and i got him hooked up afterwards so don't worry this is a shit like he keeps emphasizing that it's a shit detail but don't worry i'm on your side Yes. Uh, it's, it's a also, really great scene. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's also, the whole thing is bookended by Kelsey Grammer clearly at a hearing. So you know it's going to end with him being yeah, caught because yeah. he's explaining things. And yeah, like we said, the things he says later, he says, they're like, why wasn't there fuel in the tank when it was tested? And he says, because if, if they were it's filled a good with chance fuel, the vehicle would explode. They exploded. <laughs> and they're like, I think that's the point, right? Um, uh, but again, I, I do want to talk about because the 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 claim for real life is that it's about mythology, me- methodology, methodology yeah. which is like the idea that like doing like loading the tank up and testing it is wasteful and expensive, whereas like controlled scientific tests are better. I don't know which is true. I'm not a science doctor i'm not a science man science wizard I'm not i a tend, science wizard. i tend to think that if you want to see how a tank is going to how a vehicle like this an armored vehicle is going to withstand getting shot with an rpg you, you shoot should, it with an rpg you shoot it with an rpg with it loaded up the way it would be out in the field with i a full, agree with a full tank of gas and with all the all the um ammunition on board again i am on yeah, team elway that seems um, to make sense to me because a dispute about methodology is the exact kind of bureaucratic speak that this movie is about. You're right. Like, Cause that's, it's that's literally, literally the argument literally Kelsey Grammer makes. He rewrites makes. a report. He yeah. He rewrites a report. And too. it's in, in the hearing it's, it's the, it's the argument that Kelsey Grammer ultimately makes is that he and it's I true. are just having a dispute over the methodology of the tests. Yeah. And it does seem like there's a, a, a there's a, a lot of aren't Yeah. They're, they're still pushing that idea, which is very funny. Um, so what happens the, is the title, the Pentagon Wars, is essentially it's a small, quiet war of bureaucracy between these two people. Um, Carrie Elways keeps trying desperately to test this right, tank. He just wants, I love that, too, that this movie... That's all he wants to the do. The movie is building up, the thing the movie is building up to is finally getting to see this tank get shot for real. Like, that's what it's that, all yeah. building up to. And we'll get to that because it's <laughs> cathartic. <laughs> Um, and that's it. That's the whole thing. And he keeps trying to test the tank in various ways, and they keep um, finding him. ways to fuck like, it up. They learn. They learn that the um, because the Bradley was originally. Oh man, 
I just wanted to go through some of the ways that to describe how they thwart the test, but I was about to get into Richard Schiff's whole backstory, so I'll save that. But basically, yeah. it was originally meant to be just a light troop transport, but it got modified to hell, so it has all these guns on it, and that's a big-ass target, and it can't even carry that many troops anymore. It can only carry six now. It was supposed to carry 11. But the, the point is, because it wasn't designed to be a tank, it has aluminum armor. And so they find yeah. this report that the aluminum armor when it burns, releases a toxic gas. So he stuffs it first with mannequins that are dressed in uniforms. Um, and then they, they, like John C. McGinley, <laughs> steals the, this. yep, steals the fucking mannequins. They take, they take the uniforms off of the mannequins and put them in a fireproof container. And then, uh, so they can present them. See, the clothes didn't burn. There's no chance of fire inside the vehicle while somebody yep. is, is quickly trying to drive away with all the scorched mannequins. Yeah. And then he puts sheep in there and they steal the sheep. <laughs> like he has to chase them. And chase there's them all these down dead the military sheep police. on the yeah. truck. And, and a, a perfect summing it up is when Kelsey Grammer learns that he learned about the British uh, a test on aluminum he's just curses the british because yeah. that's the, that's the really crass part of all this right is like this is about people's lives it's about and i want to get into that because they have a very good arc with that about the fact that he, kelsey grammar not kelsey grammar carrie elways cares about the fact that this thing will kill people um and kelsey grammar just cares about getting it into production um he he he's like we'll fix it later which i want to I want to talk about in uh, in that montage part as well. Um, and so they're doing this like back and forth. Like he asks for every piece of paper about the tank. So he gives him a, Everything. a room full. Thousands like they keep... and thousands of files. Like they keep finding ways to thwart him. Like when he wants to buy yeah. the sheep, John C. McGinley creates like a sheep acquisition department that's just yeah. in there to roadblock him. Like, like, oh, it'll take us six to eight months to get the sheep specs. And then it'll get take us another six to eight months to get the sheeps for you. So he just goes and buys his own sheep. And it's all about this like Brazil esque bureaucratic war. When exactly, he yeah. shoots the when he shoots the uh, fucking door, they get mad that he took the door off because they're like, "Sir, the <laughs> munitions bunker can never be uncovered like this. That's a rule." Yeah. Like so, they use that against him, and it's just back and forth. I love paperwork. That, that scene where McGinley's like, "Well, you destroyed the door," and it's like, "Well, it's it didn't get destroyed. Yeah. That's the whole point." It's like, "Well, now it's all bent." And he's like, well, I'm not really worried about the door. I, I'm pointing out that this vehicle isn't safe. And he's like, yeah. well, who's going to pay to rehang this door? Like, he's so focused on the door. It's really good. Scene. And they keep doing that shit where, like, yeah, he writes a report basically saying that this thing really needs to be tested and all the tests are bad. Kelsey Grammer re has it rewritten because there's no rule against that to, like, drown it in, like, weird doublespeak. So then Carrie always writes a memo that he's legally allowed to do to everybody and he can legally send it to everybody remotely involved, involved in the, project, in the tank. Yeah. and they keep going back and forth like that um and it's 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 delightful like look at the absurdity uh without you know right. without it's um, all, actually it's, having anybody do like silly jokes it's, um, all, it's very silly and it's all just be he just wants to shoot this tank for real and see if it like he just wants to test the tank and it's all of this bureaucratic red tape and yeah um i want to talk about circular that circular logic now and stuff i want to talk about do you would you agree that this movie is perhaps written by a screenwriter tom um i it was written by someone right 
<laughs> well, yeah, yes. Yeah, and that person is probably a screenwriter. I just want to point out that this movie uh, spoke to me as someone who's uh, tried to write things for studios. Uh, because this movie also feels like an, an analogy for bureaucracy across the board and yeah, of course, and multiple jobs. Cause the, the scene that you, you've been, if you want to s- go through the scene, cause it's a delight, the development of the tank, um, oh, man. is, is I'm pretty sure a metaphor for the development of a screenplay, or at least it sure felt like that. Way. I think it's just a, un- I think it's just universally true. In these it's situations where every Kelsey Grammer, yeah, saying we'll fix it in the field is the equivalent of we'll, we'll fix, fix it, it in post, post right? It's like we got to write these Star Wars. We'll fix them in editing, right? We'll, and we'll and Carrie always makes an argument later, or not the argument. He makes the analogy where he talks about the M16 and how yeah. the first M16s that went out were defective. They jammed all the time if they got a little bit wet or got some dust in them. So a lot of people. Right were sent out into the field in Vietnam with these guns that didn't work and a lot of people died as a result. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like the fix it in post is, is pretty treacherous here, but yeah, I think it's just, oh, yeah. I think it, I'm sure that was on their mind. I think it just applies said, to it, every industry. Exactly. There's always somebody at the top that demands something without understanding what they're demanding or really yeah. what it is. And you have it's, to appease those people and, it's like a painting that always looks like it's looking at you. It, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's so good that I felt directly like spoken to by the de- the tank development sequence where I was like, that is what it's like yeah, being a writer. And, and I am imagining other people being like, that is what it is to do my job. And Richard Schiff plays it so well. Like, so basically, he slowly goes bald during the montage, I He believe. does, yeah. yeah. And he, he's like kind of losing his mind, too. But basically, yeah. he's the colonel in charge of developing the Bradley, which it starts out, it be- like this flashback begins in 1969, and the movie takes yeah. place in 86. So he shows up to this meeting with three generals to, to show off the Bradley, which is finished. Like, he has the drawing, he has the blueprints, it's ready to go. He shows it to them, and they're like, oh, this is great, great job. But then one of the generals says, could it be a scout vehicle? Because if we, <laughs> if we put this in a production, I won't have any money left for the scout vehicle I wanted. So couldn't this do both? And Richard Schiff is like, well, it's, I mean, it's because it, it's fat. Like the guy's like, well, it's fast enough to be a scout vehicle. And he's like, boy, it, but it's a troop transport. It's pretty big. Um, it's pretty conspicuous uh, for, for reconnaissance work. Like, so he's like, ah, well, just why not, why not give it a big gun on top? So, so it, it, uh, it can, um, it can uh, protect itself from anybody who might shoot at it while it's uh, doing reconnaissance. <laughs> He's like, well, won't that make it more conspicuous? And then he puts like a big turret on it. And then they're like, yeah, well, the, tur- the turret is there because the scout, a scout has a turret, I think. And they're like, oh, oh that's right. Like, he also points out you can't it's gonna see have a gun, it. It might as well have a big gun on that's it. That's right. right. Like, the reason is it, the reason is he points out it's well, it's conspicuous. They also can't see out of it. Because it's not designed for right. that. It's designed for there's a there's a single manned machine right. gun a, on top that somebody's supposed to sit on, and really only the driver is supposed to be able to see because it's a troop transport. Yeah. Um. It's it's the uh it's the APC from Aliens basically. That's all it's meant. It's got a gun, sure, but it's really just meant to carry people. Yeah, it carries them in and out, and that's um, it. That's it. That's all it's meant to do. But yeah, so it's he's like, well, they can't see. He's like, well, uh, give a little turret up there so they can see around. And yeah, they're like, if it's a gun, it might as well be a big one. Yep. So he comes and back then, with this huge yeah. cannon. They're like, why'd you put that huge cannon on there? Right. Makes it, well, it makes then, it a target for the enemy. 
Right. Well, no, first they're like, so for that big gun, he's like, how do they fit the ammo? And they can't. And they're like, well, I remove some of the troop space. Yep. And he's like, so the troop transport, we want to remove some of the troops from it. And they're like, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, the, then they're like, wow, they're going to shoot on it. They'll think it's a tank, even though we know it's not a tank. So they have to make it fucking um, like it really anti-tank. strong. They give it anti-tank missiles. Yep. So And they're also like, can it float? And he's like, no. <laughs> and then they still try to make it yeah, they, they spend a lot. They they we find out later that they sink four of them trying to make it amphibious yeah <laughs> like they just every time he comes back to them like it keeps showing him having these meetings where he's done exactly what they ask and they're like well these the, this cannon's too big and like uh, we're and, and we need it it's now it's a big target so you got to put missiles on it and it shows him going back to his engineer who's like how is this going to work i can't i can't just squeeze ammo in here it's like well we got to just lose troops i guess so now they have like it gets to the point where because it has they oh they also ask him to put in portals for little guns to be able to stick out guns, stick yeah. out and, and shoot um it gets to the point where it be, between the tank and the anti uh the machine gun that was originally on it the uh cannon and the anti tank missiles it has to carry so much ammunition that it only has room for six people yeah so, so and they conclude they're like okay so it's a scout uh tra- it's a scout that's too uh, conspicuous uh, for reconnaissance. Yeah, it's it's a troop transport that can't fit troops. Like it's it's all these and things it's a tank that it is. It's a tank with aluminum armor. Yeah, so it doesn't do a good job. Like a of shell. Anything. Like every time they do the test, the shell punches right through the tank. Yeah, um, and that again, th- I gotta say, I'm sure it's a metaphor for a lot of jobs, but it is a metaphor for why a lot of studio films aren't good because they yep. it's it's. It's exactly like I think I've it's, had it's, one it's, experience. It's with every this. every bureaucracy, like every industry that has a bureaucracy oh, yeah. like this. But it it's perfect because it's like yeah, the one experience I had with Studio Notes, it was literally at one point they were like, "So we gave it, we gave the script to six of our interns, and here's all their notes." And I'm like, "Why do do I need to follow six intern notes? They all contradict each other." What, and so what ends up happening is you make a movie and people have watched many of these movies that is trying to be so many things. It ends up being none of those things. And that's exactly what this tank is, right? It's trying to be so many things that it can't do any of the things correctly. And that's, that's just such a beautiful metaphor for making movies yeah. in a studio system where they're like, make it like Marvel, but also can you do this? Yeah, you also like making a movie for no one. It's the Kevin Smith Superman story, right? Because there's also the person who's like, also throw in a spider because I just of course, like that. Because I want a spider. Yeah. It's the same with like, can they shoot out? Give them little I give them portals so they that can shoot. can shoot out. Yeah. And then yeah, they don't even remember. Like, like when he comes back, it's like the same general who is Tom from Office Space. Yep. It's yeah. like, uh, why the hell did you put portals thing? on here? He's like, well, bec- as per your request, we put yep. portals in there so the guys could stick their guns out and shoot them. And then one of the and other again, generals says, portals, what are we, the Navy? And then they all laugh. So like, they don't even remember what they asked yep. him to do. And again, <laughs> like, I've literally had that happen where they'd be like, you know, you should make it like weird and funny. And then the next note is like, ah, it's too weird and funny. Like, why is it like that? Like, it's, 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 yeah, it's the perfect fucking like feedback by committee which yeah you're right again other jobs have this it's just um obviously because this is about building a tank about like that basic idea of like if you want to get anything done you have a tight group of people who have a singular vision who agree to do this thing 
right? And and that's and, and nothing gets done when it's like six people who all have different, different uh, ideas and agendas. And it's perfect. And then just on top of the fact that Kelsey Grammer does, says we'll fix it in the field, it's like, oh, God, this is how every movie is made now. Where it's like, oh, yeah, let's make a Star War. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the next ones later. Let's just like make this movie. It's got to have this and that. And it's got to have appeal to this and some kids. But it's got to be serious. Um, but, oh, you got to have the legacy characters in it. Um, and then, you know, in post, they're like, man, this doesn't really work anymore. Let's like cut this scene out. Let's chop this. Like it's, it's just perfect bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, and it spoke to me so in such a depressing like way that I, I loved it. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I see how it, 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 it rings truer for industries where you're specifically making something as a team. Yeah, 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 for sure. So it's um, like everybody has to have their input and the thing becomes so different from what it was originally supposed to be. Yeah, he says something like, it was going to be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> At the end. Like it's, it's, like... It gets to the point where like he's... Like he starts in '69, like he in that flashback scene, he walks in. It's finished. They agree to fund it, and then the movie takes place in '86. So it's been going on for 17 years at this yeah. point. <laughs> oh, yeah. and when they reveal when he when when they reveal that like the, they were trying to sell the Bradleys to the Israeli government, and the Israeli government was like, "We don't want it the way it is." They demanded all these modifications to make it safer, but they were still producing the death trap version for american troops yeah so they you recognize that it's so shitty you can't actually sell it to anyone without modifying it but you're keeping the unmodified death trap version for our own troops it's so perfectly counterproductive yeah um and that's what it is again it's brazil it's it's like the little screens with the big magnifiers it's 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 showing how bureaucracy just like is uh, absurdly counterproductive. Gets so divorced from efficiency and from the task it was supposed to be yeah. accomplishing. Yeah, and it's such a good view of that, um, and, and it's also done with some amazing performances. When Kelsey Grammer, so they have uh, the he's the so hearings. fucking funny in this movie. Yeah. Oh my what god! What happens is basically finally it all blows up in Kelsey Grammer's face. Yeah, um, figuratively at first, and then literally later. We'll get to that, and. Um, he sits down with Congress and, we, you know, we've been seeing this, the framing. The best part is when they ask him how much he spent. And, and he, he has, through billions. Well, at first he has no idea. Yeah. Um, and he, and his, that's the first. His delivery moment. of that, when they ask him, how much does this project cost? And he says, how much? Like his delivery yes. of it is perfect. Like he never considered it, the question. It nev- yes, it never occurred to him. And yeah. they're like, "How much is the taxpayer playing?" And he has to get the file. And he looks at it, and you could tell he's shocked. And he goes, "Uh, fourteen. 14. <laughs> and they're like, "Million? Million?" And he, and he goes, goes, "Million." Billion. Yeah, it's oh, it's and beautiful. Olympia Dukakis, who's the head of the committee, is sure like, is. "I'm sorry. What? What did you say?" Did you yeah. say billion with the B? <laughs> and they're showing like this him flinching at the lights of the 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 cameras, and they're really showing this idea of like they they try to find what little justice there is in this story by explaining like yeah this guy ha- is embarrassed, he is humiliated. Yeah, um, he it is, doesn't really matter ultimately. No, but he at still least gets humili- promoted, and he was already a general. Like you're that. You, you, it's really it's yeah he doesn't get much comeuppance but they do 
enough to show that yeah he's he is really made a fool in in, in a public space in front of all these people so it's a little ahead of its time in that it's like we have a lot of this now right we have a lot of like well at least they were embarrassed and it's like yeah i mean they should have gone to jail or you know they should have saw real consequences but should have somebody should have been court-martialed yeah it's it's why people like gobble this shit up because it's like we don't get anything else anymore yeah um and so like this what we never did is the point of this movie like you know that's kind of what's evident from this movie is like you know no one ever really saw justice in any in any uh era here Mm -hmm. um because this is like a fucking crime um but so yeah that scene help happens and then um this is was so my only note against this film i made and then had to cross out um and it had to do with the grunts the troops because i was like why are they listening to kelsey grammar and it turns out yeah but it also turns out they weren't because what happens is they do they do a very fun thing and i really appreciated this so they're gonna finally test it um and it's like fucking okay i do i do want to talk about that sergeant when you're done with this bit so i just wanted to put that out there because there's there's Which a sergeant? scene the the main sergeant the main grunt that he's kind of like oh he's up great with. yeah, yeah he's he, has great. A, he has a scene earlier that i really wanted to talk about but yeah, yeah he says continue. you guys the people like you yeah he, uh, we've he, gotten a bunch of you. he really explains because like carrie always like he reveals to him like um he carrie always discovers that there's water in the gas tank and yeah. he so he asked the sergeant um who's kind of like the 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 one of the troops that he's closest with or has the best rapport with so he's like, Sergeant, is there anything else I don't know? And you see him kind of hesitate, and he goes like, the ammunition. So he takes him to the ammunition and shows him that all the ammo is filled with sand. And Carrie always starts laying into him. He's like, how the fuck could you do this? Like, this is court-martial stuff. Like, you're endangering people's lives. Like, why do you do this? And he was like, how did you get such a shitty attitude? And he's like, well, I've been, you know, I've been here for, like, years. I've seen you guys come and go. We're supposed to test this thing but you forget about it. Like every one of these guys forgets about it and goes on to their promotion. And we're just constantly being told, like, I can't say no to a general. This is my orders I'm getting are from a general and from a colonel yeah. and shit. We have to just keep doing this. And everybody we see coming in, who's like, I'm here thinking for the boys, the guys that are out in the field, I'm going to make sure this thing is safe for you guys to use. They always fuck off as soon as they get their next post or the next promotion. So like, He's totally jaded, and I thought that was a yep. it's a really good. It's scene. a really good scene. I'm glad I want. I'm glad you said that before we get to the next yeah. one, because that's also one that a lot of people can relate to. I remember I worked a job where they kept having middle managements come and being like, "We're gonna clean this place up," and then they, they never vanish. Do. They never yeah. do. Yeah, and you just kind of roll your eyes. But what he's doing is he's like, "Look, I won't lie when someone asks me a direct question, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to change things from where I am." And that's what's happening. He tells Carrie always whatever he needs to know, but he's basically like, "Listen, man, you're, you, we get a new it's, white it's, knight it's every ar- year." Yeah, exactly. I'm in the army. The current, the general uh, Kelsey Grammer or Colonel John C. McGinley tells me to do something. I gotta fucking do it. And like, this is where the movie, like, where I was scared the movie was gonna fuck up, and it didn't. Um, it looked like it was going to drop the ball on purpose because what happens is the night before the test, we get that M16 speech. Carrie always goes into the grunts uh, little little quarters yeah. and he he's like, let me see an M16. And he explains that the first M16s he misfired. Shows up, he shows up uh, with uh, Viola Davis and they they look at the Bradley and they see that it's been coated with a little bit of flame retardant. So he's like, oh, they've, they've rigged the car. So, yeah, or well, no, they, it's, they say is that 
flame. They, they say is that flavor. Yeah, they so don't know what it happened to it. Yeah, yeah. He's suspicious. And they walk in, and all the grunts are clearly having just done. Yeah, they're covered a bunch in of, like motor oil and stuff. Yeah. like they've clearly done a lot of work. And so he he goes in and gives this big heroic speech about how like you know you the don't M16. know anybody who who's gonna who would die because of something like this, right? Like he basically gives the argument that we all kind of know, which is like. This is you. This is your lives on the line. And, the your, f- and your friends. And like, this yeah, is and all your of friends. us. Like, this is, Why gonna, would you... They're going to be human beings that you know and, and respect and love are going to be inside this car. Like, right. And it's like, why why would you ever like betray them and like rig this thing to not because yeah they assume it's been rigged to pass the test again yeah and then he talks down to them and leaves and i my i wrote the note i was like oh that's kind of shitty because those guys should know what carry like he's preaching to the choir he's treating them like children and then the reveal is that they weren't doing the thing he thought they were actually doing exactly what Carrie Ellis wanted. They were rigging the, they weren't rigging it at all. They were de-rigging it to be exactly what it would be in the yep. field. Yep. And they reveal that afterwards. They're like, yeah, you're after like your speech. We didn't need your speech. We had speech already done really that. Great. We'd already, we'd already fixed the car. So it was like, it would normally right, because be. they're like they're like what the fuck do you think what it's do you think a, we are like that's it's it's great because it takes the piss out of carrie elways as like the savior where it's like no man we we, we don't need you to tell us that like yeah I li- but i liked that it allowed for both like it allowed yeah, me too it allowed for both heroics like obviously the test wouldn't have happened if carrie always hadn't risked his career and ultimately he does lose his career but for also sure. the test wouldn't have gone off correctly if the guys hadn't decided to Hey, yeah. let's actually do this for real. Fuck what fuck what Kelsey Grammer is exactly. telling us. Like, I don't want to get inside this goddamn thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's so good. At, like that. That was my only note was erased. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and I then, love. I love when they realize that the the Bradley is is normal. Like they're out there on yes. the field, and the the major. Um, uh, who is under John C. McGinley. He's an actor named Tom Wright. You've probably recognized for a bunch of stuff. He's in all the army stuff. He's in so many army movies. He looks like army yeah. guy. He's got, he's got army face. He um, does. He's out there supervising the thing. And he asked the sergeant, he's like, so everything's, everything's cool. Right. And he's like, yeah, everything it, the, so how much gas? Again, is, he, he, won't, asked, he won't lie. He, he won't lie. Just... He's like, so how much gas is in the Bradley? Just enough to do those maneuvers. Right. He's like, there's as much gas as, as it requires. And then he asks about the ammo, and he's like, the ammo is uh, exactly what it would be, what you would expect it to be in, in, in the field. And then he realizes what that means. And yeah. starts, like, frantically waving to the John C. McGinley, who tries to get Kelsey Grammer's attention. <laughs> As so he's like good. doing this big bombastic speech about how and how much the Bradley rules. Yeah, he's like, remember, the, remember, picture the enemy shooting at this, and, and this our is boys. on our side. This is yeah. going to be full of our boys. He really thinks he's going to pass because he rigged, thought he rigged it. He thought he rigged it. Yeah. And then the most cathartic part of the movie happens. They finally shoot it, and the tank explodes it exactly like you assume. Completely explodes. Like there is nothing left of it. Yeah, they spend a lot of money on that explosion. <laughs> it completely um, explodes, and everybody, all the army guys, cheer. And it's like so cathartic to watch yeah. this thing fucking detonate the way you've completely suspected you've been, it. With the they've, whole been, time. they've been really edging you with it the whole movie. Like it, the whole yeah. movie has been building up to seeing this fucking thing get shot and explode because you know it's gonna explode oh yeah you know 
And it's just a, it's a very satisfying movie for that reason. Yeah. The movie is weirdly joyful, even though, again, it's very cynical in a, because what the last thing that happens, they say, Carrie Elway's uh, left. Um, but because, he, was, and, he was forced to retire, but the Bradley was modified. It was modified, yes. They, we sent a bunch to Ukraine uh, recently. And I was like, okay, well, surely it works in combat if we're sending it to... So, yeah. like, he, I think um, it, it's a little cynical, but it is... I think it's more... It's about the idea. I th- so, I just, at its core... Uh, uh, that was the other thing I want to talk about with the screenwriting analogy. Because at the end, um, Richard Schiff, they're like, good job, you're promoted. And that's, again, the whole thing where you look at people like J.J. Abrams, which is like, listen, take our notes, make the impossible shit movie, and you know what? We'll, we'll promote you. That's yeah. the ultimate thing, right? Part right. of the they bureaucracy. Tell him, they tell him, great job, general. And he's like, general? Like, he's, he's yeah. a colonel, you know, and then they made him a general. That's like a big fucking deal. So, like, right. that's exactly that, how, it, yeah, it's how it happens. It's the mediocrity of this process, which is like, it, don't ask questions. Don't try to make it good. Just do the thing we want uh, and then move on and get your money. Um, and that's the whole idea. And so what they're showing is one person carry out ways risking their career to actually make a difference and make something of quality. And the, yeah, the silver lining is like, and that thing got made, which is more than a silver lining. It saved lives. Right. It was his um, goal. I think the movie is just realistic about it. And I appreciate that yeah, where it's like, I do too. listen, we knew this this was the cost. This is why Richard Schiff was only willing to do so much to help Carrie Elwes, because he was ultimately not willing to risk his career. But Carrie Elwes yeah. was, and he loses his career. He is forced to retire. But he, he knew he was doing that. Like, he knew he was staking his yeah. career on getting, then, of course, making this change so that a bunch of people, a bunch of American soldiers didn't die. Yeah. And so, then Kelsey Grammer and his grunts all get promoted. They all get promoted. Get so it's like, it's it's... It's a bitter pill, but it's also like, well, he did do the right thing and it, he was successful. He was rewarded in the sense that the thing that he wanted to do, uh, save people by showing that this vehicle was unsafe, yeah. got, got done. The part that's clearly like the Hollywood of it all is like, you know, the tank at the end, it's the cathartic ending. Yeah. Um, it's, there's a bunch of stuff where it's like, again, I, I, I do believe, like the Richard Schiff stuff, this was based off a memoir. He couldn't have known that. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's obviously exaggerated. It's the Apollo 13 of it all, which is like, I don't believe, I, I don't disbelieve this happened, but they're Hollywooding it up to an extreme extent. Right. Um, they're making everybody say just the right things, just the funniest versions. It's all the most ironic or like, Oh, of course. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. 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 Snarky version where it's like, you know, it's probably a little, a little right. It's one of those things this. where I have, maybe the testing was in a different order. Maybe, maybe there was, you know, like the, the lines where he's like, it would have exploded with gas in it are probably like very wish fulfillment. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, I, I don't think it's that far off because, you know, wilder because things have been we, said and we hearings. see this stuff all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but really, it's definitely yeah. a polished up Hollywood version. Of course. Of, of course. Story. Of course. Yeah. I have no doubt that this basic thing happened, but like it, yeah. might, it, it doesn't. And, and anyway, I'm not treating this movie as like a chronicle of history. It's more for like sure, a, sure. com- a comment on the way. The it's a very good comment. military industrial complex works and consequently yeah. how this country works. And it is exactly. a very good comment. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is where it's like, I don't even know how this played out specifically, but I do believe that this is 
what happens more or less behind the scenes, right? Like this is a perfect caricature of this process that is uh, terrifying and awful. Um, and it's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very good movie and a very good performance. I b- do believe aside from sideshow Bob, this is Kelsey Grammer's best foolish villain. Uh, hands down might be except for his, uh, of course, his, uh, unforgettable performance in, um, money plane money plane. Yes, that's true. There is money plane. It's always money plane, Dave. Kelsey Grammer. He's, he's not bad. Um, he's not a bad uh, uh, oh, Kelsey Grammer's a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He might not have some great opinions, but you know, there's a reason he's still working is because he's good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason he gets that money plane cash. Yep. Money plane. Fucking Did money I, plane cash. I forget if I had anything else to say about this movie. I um, think I covered everything that I wanted to talk about. So yeah. Other than that, it was generally good and like, I don't know. I mean, we just sort of explained the entire fucking movie to people, but I would say go watch it. It's it's fun and cathartic. It's it's you know it's Sergeant Bilko, man. It's Sergeant Bilko. Yeah. What, what, what more is there? It's 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 quietly funny, but it is very yeah. funny, and it's not uh, enough Viola Davis. But they didn't know what they had at the time, so no, you know she's in it a lot more than I um, expected. Oh yeah, because yeah. I I've, I've remembered the character. I didn't remember it was her playing the character, but um, yeah. She's in most of the movie. She is. She really is. But they don't know. Like they don't know know she's Viola Davis. Yeah. So (laughs) she could have played Kelsey Grammer's role. (laughs) I mean, again, Kelsey Grammer did great. So yeah, he he's so funny in this man. Like when he's in the scenes where he's explaining to the Secretary of Defense, (laughs) like he just he does like this chuckling and like this this big shit eating grin when he. It's it's so such a funny performance. It's a real Jack. It's like a funny Jack Nicholson and a few good men where it's like there's this hubris to him where it's like he doesn't again when they ask they also ask how long they've been doing it and it's like 17 years and again it never even occurs to him that question. So it's like he's the hubris is so intense that like these basic questions like throw him off completely. Um, it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's funny. Like he's so he's so used to obfuscating the reports cuz like he every time they ask him a question about the Bradley or about any of the other weapons that he sort of fudged tests on, he sort he effortlessly slides into bullshit. Yeah, he's but also like, used to like meetings where it's okay, where like his uh, boss is like, "I don't want you to tell me anything's bad." You know what I mean? Yeah, so Yeah, just get it done. Yeah. So, but when he's actually asked a question, like a very basic question like that, he has no response. Yeah. It, that's the fun part. It's, it's something that, you know, again, something we get out of life every now and then with a lot of these liars that we've been dealing with, which is like every now and then they have to like go to court and talk to them, some very serious people who have, who are like asking them very serious questions and they the can't listening. Lie. Yeah. Listening to the, Alex Jones depositions on knowledge fight has been extremely yeah. cathartic because he's just yeah. it's it's what you're saying it's a fucking fool suddenly forced to sit in a room full of extremely serious people and explain himself yeah it's, it's that's and what let me this tell you, movie Dave, has he's not great at it no it's Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene had the other one yep, yep. where they're yeah and you realize like oh they're completely full of shit yeah um and it's it's nice to finally hear it um, it's not much, it's not enough, but
but it's nice. And so there's a lot of that in this, um, even though this is wish fulfillment in the sense that like, again, we don't, I mean, I'm sure you could find a, a these little bit. Hearings. It's not as it's not as wish fulfillment as like an Aaron Sorkin. It's it's. I think no, it's very it, realistic this, in it. In its again, betrayal. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. Like the Sorkin esque from no, it. No, not at all. I didn't get the any, uh, any of the, and then they all clapped because they do they do that in a way, but then they also say like, yeah, and like you know, no one actually got in trouble. <laughs> Like they make a note to be like, yeah, this, this was fun, but no one got in trouble for this really. And that's fucked up. So like, that's the thing that Sorkin always kind of avoids. Sometimes he mentions it a little bit, but like it felt more, and it it, it wasn't just like an afterthought. It wasn't just like freeze frame. He he was text of what happened. It's throughout. Like you kind of know like, oh, they're not going to get in trouble. Like, you know, the tone of the movie is like they're not going to get in trouble. Of course you know not. This. No, he's a he's a general. The Sorkin the Sorkin version is him dro- like in handcuffs. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, him like being let out in handcuffs, and then like you know freeze frame. He wasn't actually in trouble. Okay, movie by <laughs> by. I think trial of the Chicago eighteen or whatever seven. eight seven. I almost got the number. That's like one of the more egregious ones, but. Mm. Did you see that movie that really ends no, with and then everyone clapped? It's a really bad one. Yeah, I, I had no energy for it at the time. It came out during the pandemic, and I just didn't yeah. need Sorkin's brand of yeah. wish Don't fulfillment need his bullshit. at that moment. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of what this movie is, I think. It's Sorkin, but not annoying. Like I, <laughs> like, like I, like I said a few times, it feels it feels more honest. It feels more realistic. Where it was like, yeah, yeah it's honest he, Sorkin. He staked his career on it. He got he accomplished his goal but he did lose his career and nobody yep. was punished for it yeah <laughs> like, like hey it's pretty good <laughs> it's not great it's, it's I, right. I think it's i think it's important to yeah. to tell those stories because that's the point of having the sort of character and conviction to do a thing like that where you are if all of your movies are telling you that you're gonna win the fight because you're right that's not helpful no, even though even though we like to see that in our stories. So I appreciate that they decided to tell a story that is triumphant, but is also grounded in the sense that, yeah, he paid a cost to do this because he's up against insurmountable forces. Like he got a victory, but he lost a, he lost his career. He lost his career in the military. I agree. So it's like I appreciate that. And I think that's a, a cool thing to do as a as a filmmaker is, is to pick a story like this and and tell it in a way that still covers all the bases it's still funny it's still absurd it still has all the beats that you'd want from a movie like this but it still manages to be honest about it and not like super saccharine or unrealistic or exactly corny like a sorkin movie <laughs> like a sorkin yeah you're right to be excited for this movie randomly in the 90s yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't explain it. I was 15 at the time. Don't know why 15 year old Tom saw the commercials for this movie and was like, "This movie looks like my fucking shit. I can't wait to watch it." And I taped it, Dave. I taped it off of HBO. It's because every night that year, Kelsey Grammer crawled into your room while you slept and whispered in your ear, "The Pentagon Wars, Pentagon Wars on HBO." <laughs> that was their marketing for this. That's how they marketed. Yeah, they spent it. a fortune on. Sending Kelsey Grammer all across the country, yeah, like to Santa break Claus. into people's houses, like Santa Claus. <laughs> oh man! Uh, if I found out that Kelsey Grammer was Santa, 
I don't think that would be that surprising. No, not at all. Like if I heard if I heard a clatter, and I came out to see what was the matter, and I saw Kelsey Grammer putting a little fire truck underneath the tree, I wouldn't be that shocked. Yep. And then he starts like you know ranting to you about taxes or something. Yeah, he starts doing yeah. some some fucking weird bullshit rant. I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. I figured Santa would probably be a little cracked. Yeah, starts starts talking about how the dog and Frasier wasn't a, he was a better actor than the dog. That's a, that's a true Kelsey Grammer no, story. No, I know, I know. Yeah. I I I can understand why like an actor like Kelsey Grammer would be frustrated by the dog on that show. <laughs> yeah, I can. I guess I can understand. But let me tell you, if I was on that uh, that set, I would feed his frustration. I would constantly feed the war, the feud, because oh, yeah. it's very funny. It's extremely funny. Yeah, I'd I'd accidentally like send him the fan mail the dog's getting. <laughs> you go like, oops, sorry, sir, that was that's not for you. That's for the dog. I'd write fake fan mail, telling the dog that it's the best actor. I wouldn't be I I wouldn't <laughs> rest until Kelsey Grammer killed the dog on the set of Frasier. That's what I'm really getting at here. <laughs> with his bare hands. With his bare hands. Yeah. Because he could um, do it. I have no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. It's great. It's great. Burrito, thank you so much. So, thank you. so much. For, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had never fucking heard of this movie before. So, you know, this is a delight. A delight. So thank you. Um, this was through our Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, game ga- G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y Unemployed. Uh, we have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, mm. Fox Muller's Maniac, mm. Star Trek The Next Futurama, mm. Spiel Boys. Mm. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. We sure do. Uh, we, again, custom. We just watched episodes, custom mm-hmm. podcasts in general, yep. a nice little Discord community, lots of, lots of stuff great discord community yeah. um we also have a store head over to gameplanemployee.com where you can find a link to our teespring store we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all sorts of things so slap your little 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 sorkin peepers onto that i guess do it do it do it you fucking freaks sorry <laughs> sorry everyone I went too far. You went aggressive. You got real aggressive yeah. with it. You I'll were, be were, better. You, you were channeling Kelsey Grammer's character. Uh, yeah. I was channeling Kelsey You were Kelsey just channeling Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, basically. Not his character, just the man yeah. himself. Yeah. It should, I mean, watch out for Kelsey Grammer if you see him. Watch out for him. He doesn't look like he hasn't killed a man. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, uh, I don't know. He looks like he'd arm wrestle you to death. Yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely something. 